Welcome to the Bethesda Church Podcast. We're so glad you've joined us today. If you'd like to contribute financially to this ministry, you can do so at BethesdaChurch.tv slash give and simply select the giving option that works best for you. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. have a special treat, and I'd say he's a guest, but he's more like family. He's been here quite a few times. He is the Lifeline Princeton Campus Pastor. He is Ryan Parks. Bethesda, can we stand to our feet and give our brother a warm Bethesda welcome? Let's do better than that. Let's give Jesus some praise in this house for the over 80 people. Come on, you can do better than that, Bethesda. Come on, let's give Jesus some crazy praise in this house. Like he rose from the dead praise. Come on. You may be seated. You may be seated. Give somebody a high five as you're being seated. I am so excited. Y'all don't listen. I said, turn to your neighbor, give them a high five right now. Just I need some hand slapping. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't want to touch your neighbor's hand, just give yourself a high five. Yeah, y'all at least did that. So no, I am so excited to be here to be part of the Bethesda family uh, tonight and thankful for Pastor Chad and Karen and, and uh, just the whole staff, Sam, just incredible, Josh, they're incredible people. And so I'm just honored to be here. But more important than that, I'm honored to share the Word of God. If you're ready to hear the Word of God, let me hear you say, yep, tonight. Oh, man, you're with me. Let me hear, let me hear you say that again, yep. Let's get right into what God has for us Tonight, you know, Christianity is the only, one of the only faith, the only faith where where we are invited to have a personal relationship with God, with the very God of the universe. And one of the greatest qualities that shows us, uh, shows the world around us that we have this relationship is where we surrender ourselves totally to God. There's a passion, a zeal that comes from serving God. If Jesus has really changed your life, Bethesda, guess what? You're not going to talk the same. You're not going to act the same. And there's going to be a fervor inside of you. You'll be not able to hold it in, barely can contain it, because Jesus has changed your old and made it new. Are y'all going to help me? Or am I, I want to get my own self a good preaching, Pastor. Yeah, no. We, there should be a fervor and a zeal and an enthusiasm that comes in Romans 12, 10 through 11. It says it like this. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor, giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, Serving the Lord. In this passage, Paul is basically saying, don't lag off, don't slack off in our serving, in our passion, in our fervor for God. Act like a Christian, be like a Christian, and let others see the zeal and the power that's inside of us, the enthusiasm that Christ saved us, redeemed us, and transformed us. God doesn't want you to lack lack enthusiasm in serving him or passion or zeal. He wants you to have a passion for him, a passion for loving the lost and loving others, and, and just sharing your testimony with the world around you. You know, it's something that, and if it's something that he wants in our lives, guess what? If God wants it, 
for myself. I want it for myself. How many is with me? If God wants this for my life, then I want to live in it. I want to walk in it. I want to act in it. So regardless of how long you've served Christ, maybe it's been this past week at Easter at Bethesda, you gave your heart to the Lord, or maybe you've served Jesus for 40 or 50 years. Regardless of how long it's been, there should be a fervor and a zeal and a passion inside of you that can come alive 24 hours a day, 365 five days a year. And I know we just celebrated Jesus and the resurrection, and we just had this incredible Easter celebration, but you know what I'm thankful for is that every day Jesus resurrects my life, that every day there is a resurrection that happens inside of Pastor Ryan so that I can come and share just not one day a year when Jesus physically rose from the dead, but Jesus transformed my life this morning. I had a conversation with him, and guess what? He changed me this morning morning. And the same thing can happen to you. You can have Easter every day. It's a resurrection every day of your spirit and soul. And if we aren't experiencing that enthusiasm or if we never have, then we have to ask ourselves a question. We have to ask ourselves why. If God wants it for ourselves, and if we really want it, then God will give it to us. So why don't we have it? You know, I think a lot of times when we go back, it comes back to surrender. You've got to surrender your life completely to God. You can't hide anything from Him. There's no, no, there's no way that you need to uh, hide the, the corridors of your heart. You've got to surrender to Him and give Him your all. And so it's more than simply adding Jesus to your life. It's giving Him control, letting Him take the driver's seat. You know, it's, a, it's amazing to me of what God is, and you can look at creation, you can see all the things that God did, but sometimes we're like, God, you can have every part of my life, but not this section. God, you can, you can have every part of my life, but God, don't touch my relationships. God, definitely don't touch my finances. I've got that under control. But guess what? He's the God of the universe. Why in the world wouldn't you give him control and sit back and let him drive your life? See, it means giving him everything. How many's got some baggage in the room that you carry? Yeah. Why are you carrying it? Why are you carrying it? Jesus went to the cross. On that Friday, and on that Friday, he said, it is finished. Everything was done. It is accomplished. And then the thing I told him this past Sunday was this. He didn't say, I was finished. Jesus didn't say, I was finished. I'm finished. No, he said, it was finished. Your sin was accounted for, but guess what? He rose three days later on Easter resurrection so that you can have a resurrection in your heart and a fervor and zeal. We must surrender to God daily. And a truly surrendered heart says, God, you can take my baggage. You can take my issues. You can take those things in my life. I'll give them to you freely. And guess what? He takes those baggage and messes. If we'll give them to him, scripture says what? Cast all your cares upon him. Why? Because he cares for you. Jesus cares for you. So give him everything. And I think we've got to get to this point where we really understand that, where we do that. And guess what? When we do, we can experience the true transformed life. Psalm 34 verse 8 says it like this. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trust. You know what trust is? given the control of the will over to someone else. Blessed is the man who trusts. 
in the Lord. Do you trust in God? Or are you carrying all this baggage and all this weight? Why? Give God everything and see what he'll do. So we must get in this place of total surrender in our lives. And when that happens, guess what? You'll feel amazing. You'll have this, this fire, this enthusiasm that, that releases. But guess what? I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. Is that okay to be honest from the pulpit? You know, a lot of people aren't honest from the pulpit anymore. But guess what? We had an incredible weekend at my church also. We had a record-breaking attendance. We had 1,239 at my campus. We had 41 saved at the campus I'm at. If we take the whole church, we had over 2,500 people, and 80-some people gave their heart to the Lord. You know, we had an incredible Easter. But guess what? Monday, Pastor Ryan was tired. I was wore out. Pastor Chad, I'm sure, was wore out. It's tough. But guess what? I've got to have a relationship with Jesus. I can't carry the baggage on myself. I can't carry the burden. That's why Jesus went to the cross. I don't have to carry it. I have to give it to him, and he'll carry it for me. He already has. So when you feel that fire or maybe that weight begin to, to bog you down, you got to check yourself. Is it really about me? No, it's about him. So put it on him. Colossians 2, 6 says it like this. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. See, you got to walk in him. Not just on Sunday, Easter Sunday, or every Sunday. you got to walk with him during the week when times are tough, when you get the bad report. It's a walk with Jesus. So you have to develop strong roots. You've got to dig into the Word. You've got to, you've got to worship in your car alone, not with just with Pastor Sam on Sunday mornings. It's not enough. You've got to dig in, especially if you're going to receive that Word that was spoken over you, to you tonight. You've got to, if you're going to reap the harvest, guess what? Don't get weary in well-doing because at the proper time you will receive it. Guess what? If you don't give up. That's what Galatians, so don't give up. You got to dig in. So, I want my life with Christ fresh and alive. How many wants that? I mean, how many wants it? Yeah, we want it. So let's listen to this scripture and let's dig in just for a moment. 2 Timothy 1, 6 through 7 says it like this. For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid or fearful, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Another version says what? Power, love, and a sound mind. Paul's disciple Timothy, he had, he had failed in using his spiritual gifts. He had failed because of fear in his life, and he had to be encouraged by Paul. And though Timothy was young, he was timid, physically weak, and faced tons of issues and problems in his life and ministry. But Paul tells him, by the grace of God, guess what? That baggage can be changed. By the grace of God, you can make it till tomorrow. By the grace of God, you can reap the harvest at the proper time if you don't give up. Bethesda, I want you to give it up for Jesus, and I want you to not give up tonight. Don't give up. See, however many of us 
In this room, God has gifted us with talents and abilities. And guess what? We've neglected using those for the kingdom of God. What is stopping you from taking that next step? What, what is it? I mean, Pastor Chad, I'm sure, is begging you, jump in, go all in, come on, make that step. But I'm not a cheerleader and I'm not a beggar. God's saying, hey, guess what? You go all in and I'll meet you right there. Guess what? You barely turn and I'll run to you. Go all in. Take the next step. If you got saved this past weekend, guess what? It's time to take the plunge on April 15th. Come on, let the world see that God changed your life. It is time for you to step out because otherwise you're going to let that flame die out. you got to fan it in the flame. Otherwise, we're not going to reach its full potential. See, the words here, the phrase fan into flame is, is the thought of a campfire. How many likes campfires? You know, I love campfires. You know, I like, I like to, to have a little, uh, one of those fire pits. I got one in my backyard, and I like to put some cedar wood in it because, you know, cedar makes me feel manly. You know, I got this beard, and it makes you feel manly, but you get a little fire smell in it, and it's like, I mean, you just puff up your chest. You're just ready. You know, y- y'all don't understand, do you? Yeah. Your husband's probably clean shaven. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Let's get back to scripture, you know. Jesus had a beard, you know. Uh, Psalm says the anointing came down Aaron's beard. Now, I, I mean, no, all right. I'm so, y'all got me so messed up. Y'all are crazy in this place. Y'all are crazy. No, in this passage, it's talking about like, like a campfire. Like you're around it. And, and what happens when the flame starts to die out? What do you got to do? You get a little stick out there and you start prodding it, don't you? You start stoking the fire. That's what this means. It's, it's the, the word that means to fan into flame. You, sometimes you got to stir it around, let a little oxygen come in. Maybe you've been pew sitting too long, seat sitting now. Maybe you've been doing that too long. Maybe somebody needs to come and stir you up a little bit. It'll allow you to know that the Holy Spirit's alive inside of you and it's time for you to move. See, God wants to stir up the gift of God that he's given you. He wants you to use it for his glory. And each of us have talents and abilities. And, and, and we can't constantly be letting them down. we gotta, we got to stir them. we got to practice. We've got to invest. we got to take time. we got to do what it takes to be a good steward of what God's given us. God's desire for you is to be stirred. So why don't we stir up these gifts? Look to your neighbor and say, why? Y'all ain't, y'all ain't talking to your neighbor. Y'all don't like them? Look at the other neighbor and say, why? Yeah, why? Well, I'm glad. Say why, Pastor Ryan. Y- y'all ain't talking to me? Y'all don't like me? Say why? Why? Oh, great. Because the spirit of fear. Because the spirit of fear. We have resources, talents, abilities, but they're often not used. Why? Because we're afraid. We're fearful. Fear was the reason that Timothy didn't realize the things that Paul saw in himself. He didn't see it, and he said, hey, and Paul said, guess what? You've got a fan in the flame. You've got to let the Holy Spirit come into your life and re-energize you so that you don't have a spirit of fear. But to change that, the word fear here is being translated fearful or being coward in the Greek. That's what it actually means. And there's two kinds of fear in life. You know, there's a fear, a healthy fear. 
There's a fear that keeps me from not getting in my vehicle and hitting the pedal to the metal and driving crazily. You know, that's a healthy fear. There's a, there's a healthy fear that doesn't allow me to, to pick up a rattlesnake. You know, that's, that's a, that's, there's some people do that. I, that's not me, not Pastor Ryan, not, not in this house while I'm here. Not, Chad don't like it. No, yeah, there's, a, there's a healthy fear. Go ahead, get some, No, I'm just kidding. No, there's a, there's a healthy fear. There's a healthy fear that keeps me from wanting to jump off a cliff. You know, it's a healthy fear. There's of, or doing any other stupid thing that you might think of. There's a fear that, that, that is actually a very useful emotion that warns us of danger and makes us prepared. For example, guess what? The fear of death, and especially second death, makes you kind of timid about God. It makes you think, hey, when I meet God, I want to make sure my, my things are in line because guess what? Death's coming. It's going to knock at everybody's door. Unless Jesus comes back. And so when that door gets knocked, I, wanna, I know I'm going to stand in front of a loving God, but also a just God. How just is he? So just he sent his son to pay a penalty. That's a pretty just God to send his son to die for. So when I get there, there's a healthy fear. i got a fear of God. And I hope you do too. But there's also a fear that's harmful, even crippling. Scripture says a spirit of fear. It's something that grabs you, grasps you, a fear that stops us and keeps us from doing the things that we could do and also stops us from doing the things that we should do. You know, I like to, I like to scare my wife. It, 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 it's, it's a lot of fun, you know. So what, one time what happened was we watched this scary movie. She don't like scary movies. But we get, we get in bed, and, and, and so um, I'm laying in bed, and, you know, I, I hear something outside. And so I, I do what every man does. Looks at his wife and says, did you hear that? She said, no. What did you hear? I, well, I thought it was a pecking or something outside. And she said, well, I didn't hear it, so I just go back to sleep, you know. Then all of a sudden I get shook. Hey, hey, I think I, I, think I hear that same thing that, that you heard. You go check? No, I ain't going to go check. I don't hear anything. You go check. No, you go check. No, you go check. All right, we'll go check. How about that? Compromise, that's marriage. Y'all don't have to pay for marriage, but you got to compromise marriage. So we'll both go. So we get, we get in there, and, and I go in front of her, and she's like peek behind the door. And then all of a sudden what happens is at the house we were in at that time, there's a bar that's right there, and so there's a back door. And so I get halfway to the bar, and then I scream to high heavens, and I act like I'm getting pulled out the back door. And you know what happens to my wife? She's trying to scream, but she can't. But you get that face, that. Y'all know that face. And you know why? Because she was arrested by fear. Well, how come when somebody says, do you believe in Jesus? How come you get arrested by fear a little bit? Maybe you need a fan into flame. How come somebody said, hey, weren't you, weren't you a drug addict before? And you get a little arrested by fear. But it's time to put that fear behind you and step out and say, God has delivered me. God has changed me. To God be the glory for all he's done. Don't let fear arrest your heart. See? Many times what we, we do, the devil ends up getting in our minds and playing games with our minds. And he, he makes us and he makes us ineffective in our spiritual walk because we're fearful. Many times we don't share the gospel because this is the thought. I know 
I was the same way. I had those thoughts. What will those people think of me? What if I say the wrong things? What if I mess up? It's your testimony. How can you mess it up? They probably won't listen to me anyway. And this was me. This was me. This was Pastor Ryan. I'm afraid because I'm a terrible speaker. I get up and I have to use the bathroom three times before I even come in this room because I'm scared to death. I don't like talking in front of people. I don't feel confident in it. But guess what? When you step out, the power of God comes on you and it transforms. And boldness comes where there's fear and doubt. It's time to step out. There are things that Satan uses against us to not speak about what we believe in. And, and too many times fear holds us back. And it makes us ineffective. You know what we say also in worship? I'm not going to raise my hands. Why would I raise my hands in worship? I know Pastor Sam said raise your hand, but I, I'm, I don't want to. Well, you're not raising your hand to Pastor Chad or Pastor Sam. You're raising your hand to God and surrender. If somebody was holding a gun to you, what would you do? Raise up your hands. Hey, hey, hey. Whoa. Some of you, I don't know, I'm West Virginia. You might pull out that gun back, you know. We pack at Princeton, too. I'm just telling you that. Yeah, you don't mess with us. No, but you need to live a surrendered life to God. See, we, we say this. We say these things. I, I'm not going to go up for fr- prayer because everybody's going to think I messed up. I got too much baggage and too much issue. Guess what? You need to come. I don't care. Maybe you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you just had a bad, bad Tuesday, Wednesday, and need a great Thursday. Come up here for prayer. You know, it's time for it. That's what First Wednesday is all about. In a moment, there's going to be an opportunity for you to come up front. We'll scoot the chairs back if we need to, but we'll pray for you, okay? If you need it. How about this? I'm not going to church today because my friend ain't coming. Yeah. Yeah. You think people, people say that. How about this one? I'm not going to lead a connection group because there's no way I can lead anyone else. But God's been calling you to be a leader. He's calling you to step out. You mean you can't go get a cup of coffee at Starbucks or whatever coffee shop you're around and invite two people to come with you? You're crazy. Come on, do it. Let's add another group. Let's go running. Let's play basketball. We need to step out and do something together. Invite somebody else to do life with. But we don't move and we don't want to. Why? Because we're fearful. And time after time we let the devil control us. And he uses those doubts and fear to bind us and rob us what God. But it is time for us. Bethesda, it's time for you tonight to say in the name of Jesus, whatever fear you can put it in, fear of what people think, fear of not moving, whatever that fear is, say in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, devil. And I'm going to step out. I'm going all in. I'm going to go all in. I don't care who else goes with me or who's standing beside me. I'm going all in. (laughs) Philippians 4, 6 says it like this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he's already done. You know, I tell this at Princeton a lot. You need to spend less time worrying and more time praying. If you have time to worry about it, guess what? You got time to pray about it. 
It's just a change of mindset. So instead of worrying about fear and letting fear grip you, guess what? Don't allow it to happen. Pray about it. And God will rise up inside of you and understand that God is greater than our fears. We can't allow fear to grip us. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of what? A spirit of power. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is the same power that lives in you and me, that speaks and makes the enemy tremble, that makes people shake in the fear of God, not in the fear of the enemy. So this is the question for you. Are you full of the Spirit of God? Are you full of the Holy Spirit? Because God hasn't given you a spirit of fear. If your fear is outweighing your power, it's time to hit your knees. It's time for you to get back in a rock, to fan in the flame, to stoke the fire a little bit, to let the Holy Spirit shed at a bowl. Let it move in your life again. Be shaken to the core and let it change everyone around you. The Bible tells us in Ephesians to be filled with the Spirit. When we feel our enthusiasm beginning to de- decrease, we need to rekindle the fire of God. You say, Pastor Ryan, how do you make it on a Monday after Easter, after you've worked 28 days in a row, no break, constantly? Guess what? I got in a little prayer time with just me and Jesus, and he rekindles the fire again. And I know that there's a harvest out there that needs to be redeemed. And the guess what? The same thing you need to get in your prayer closet and get redeemed to let God come up inside of you and put some passion and fire back in you because he will if you seek him you'll find him if you'll knock the door will be open it's time for you to step out and through God's power God's dynamic power we can break any stronghold that the enemy has had we can defeat the enemy we can defeat defeat depression in the name of Jesus we can defeat fear and doubt through the power of God in our lives and with God in our lives I'm reminded of a scripture that says what nothing is impossible with God no thing is impossible with God so let's believe God for the greater things let's step out and believe him and change our area. Why? Because we've made that next step. You've made that next step. And this all becomes possible with the power of God in your life. Because you know what the scripture says? It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Love. Man, we love love for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but will have everlasting life. We love that. God was a God of action. He loved with action and he's called us to what? Love God and love others, serve God and serve others. That's kind of, you know, just break down Christianity all, all down. Love God, love others, serve God, serve others. And you'll be all right in the end. That's what God's called us to do. So step out and do that. God is a God of action. He shows that by sending Jesus. Now it's time for us to do our part and begin to love others and love God. Serve God and serve others. In Romans, it says that God's demonstrated his love toward us while we were the enemies of God. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He died for you when you were at your very worst. But guess what? When you give him your life, he brings out the very best. Yeah, there's going to be issues. That's what John 16 says, in this world you have 
trouble. Fear not, I've overcome the world. Yeah, you're going to wake up one morning and you might get diagnosed with cancer. You might wake up and your bills, your insurance just skyrocketed. You might wake up and things go wrong, but guess what? God has already overcome every issue. So why are you living in fear? Step out in what God has given you. John 13, 34 through 35 says, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Your life's an example to other people. So sometimes fan in the flames, stir it up a little bit. Maybe let a little wildfire happen in your life. Maybe a little Pentecostal moment happen because if you think back to your life, that moment, go back, close your eyes, everyone in this room. I want you to think back to a time right before you gave your heart to the Lord. I want you to think back to the moments that happened right before that. I want you to think of the guilt, the shame, the things that were. And then I want you to remember back with me that moment when you said, Jesus, I believe. I believe in you. You, you remember that feeling? If you, haven't, if you have never had that feeling, we'll give you that time in just a moment. But I want you to remember back. Jesus, I give you my everything. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. You remember when you said it in the weight of the world? Remember that fire and that enthusiasm that came up and you just had a fervor and a zeal? That's what Jesus wants to do in your life every day, to have a resurrection every day so that you know where you came from. But no, you're not going back, that you're going forward. You're moving on. Greater is what he has in store for you. You can open your eyes. This is the last thing, and if the band will come. Finally, he tells Timothy this. God has given us a sound mind. A sound mind. A sound mind. He tells him this ability in the version, the NIV says, a self-discipline. He has given us balance in our life. He's given you a balance in your life to, to not just, not to be overcome by fear, but to conquer fear. And whenever fear begins to fill my mind, and I'll be honest, sometimes fear grips me. That spirit of fear grips me. You know, I was, I was thinking about Pastor Chad, I, I think I told him, two years ago at Lifeline Princeton, I told him if we hit 600 people, that I'd get a Gatorade bath. And I'm like, man, why did I tell him that? Not because I was afraid to get a Gatorade bath. I was afraid we weren't going to hit 600. And so I stepped out in faith, believing God, saying, God, I made this commitment, and ultimately they want to dunk me in Gatorade. But I'm stepping out on you. God, I, that, that was expanding myself. Well, let's talk about two years later. That 600 just this past week is 1,200. That's amazing. And guess what? Pastor Chad's taking that next step also. Imagine with him. Imagine with him a sanctuary over there filled with people. Coming in, not for Pastor Chad, not for Pastor Sam, not for Josh, not for the band, 
but for Jesus. So lost sons and daughters, imagine with him what can happen if you don't let fear grip your heart and you take that next step. What's, what's stopping you from taking that next step? Sometimes that next step's hard, so I got a scripture for you. Maybe you need to put it on your refrigerator. Maybe take a little lipstick, women, put it on that bathroom mirror. No, just Psalm 27, 1 through 3. And then I'm going to skip down to 14, but let's read it. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise up against me, in this I will be confident. Verse 14 is what it comes down to. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. See, sometimes in the moment, you wait all the time for the enemy. You're waiting all. But it's time to tune your ears into God, what he's saying. Guess what? God's always speaking. His radio station is always speaking. It's just, do you have your ear dialed into it? And his is, hey, stand and wait on me, and then take that next step with it. And when you take that next step, guess what? Your feet's not going to fall. He's going to be there each and every. He'll be there for you. That begins only with a relationship with him, though. Every head bowed and every eye closed in this room. Maybe you're not serving God tonight, or maybe you've fallen away from him. But tonight, I want to give you this opportunity to come back to him. If you'd say, Pastor, Pastor Ryan... I need to give my life back to Jesus. I need to recommit my life to him. If that's you, every head bowed, every eye closed, would you just raise up your hand just between you and me? Just raise it. Oh, yeah, I see those hands. I want you I want you to put your hands down, and you're going to repeat this prayer after me. Four hands. I want you to repeat this after me. Dear Heavenly Father, dear Heavenly Father, God, I know I'm a sinner. God, I know I'm a sinner. But Jesus, I believe you died on a cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you died on a cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you rose from the dead. Jesus, I believe you rose from the dead. And Jesus, I believe you're coming back for me. Jesus, I believe you're coming back for me. Jesus, come into my life to live. Jesus, come into my life to live. Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the life I've lived. But Jesus, but Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I believe in you. In you, every head bowed, every eye closed. If you said that prayer in your heart for the first time or recommit in your life, I want you to raise up your hand. One, two, three, four, five. I'm thankful. Let's celebrate Bethesda with five people. Come on. Come on, let's celebrate. Come on, let's celebrate. All the heavens rejoicing. All the angels are rejoicing. Now, if you made that commitment, bring that band down. Now, if you made that commitment, I don't know why y'all getting y'all's coats on. I, I, Pastor Ryan don't operate that way. If you just made that commitment, your next step is baptism. And you need to sign up. You need to be dunked. You need to let that old person sign up with Pastor Chad or Josh or 
Be sure to do that. That is your next step. You gave your heart to the Lord. You recommitted your life to the Lord. You need to be baptized if you have it. But now for the rest of us in this room, share that elbow close God has sent me here for you, for you to stir up the fire, to fan into flame. Share that elbow close You need a touch of the Holy Spirit. You need a move of God in your life. Every eye closed in this room. You say, Pastor Ryan, I need a stirring in my spirit. I want you to raise up your hand in this room. Come on. Come on. Raise up those hands if, if that's you. All right. Hands raised. Let me see those hands. All right. Hands raised. I want you to look at me. I'll, I want you to do something. I know it's a little crowded right here, but that's okay. I tell them at my church what happens is when you come across this line right here, it's the bloodline. It's the bloodline. And when you step across the bloodline, you're leaving that past behind and you're stepping into new territory. So I ask you with your hands raised, I want you to come across this altar to this altar and I want to pray for you. Come on, make your way. I want to lay hands on you. Pastor Chad's going to lay hands on you. We're going to pray for you. Come on, make room. Come on. Come on. Yeah, come on. Line up all the way across. Come on. Get down the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, come on. Over here is fine. I'll pray for you over here. Come on. Move on in. Yeah, yeah. Guess what God's going to do in this church? He's going to explode because you've taken it to the next level. You're going all in. You're going all in. So I ask you, bring it down. If that's you, don't look at me. There's no power in Pastor Ryan. I have zero power. I'm just a fat man with a microphone. But God, he's got all the power. He's got all the power. So right now, I want you to raise your hands up to God. I want you to close your eyes. Don't look at your neighbor. That's why you're in fears, because you're looking at your neighbor. And I want you to say, here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. And as the band begins, to, I want you to and God to talk. We're going to lay hands on you and believe God. Like a flood, like a flood. I'm like a flood, like a flame. Come on, if you're not up here for prayer, man, let's just worship the Father. Come on with those hands lifted and those eyes closed. There's no one like you in heaven or earth. You're the great I am. There's no one like you in heaven or earth. You're the great I am. Oh, sing about you. You're the great I am. There's no one like you in heaven. 
Listen, if you're not in these altars, you need to stretch your hands forward. God is doing something. Chains are being broken. Callings are being spoken over. Prophecies are being given. If you are not up here, stretch your hands forward. Intercede on other people's behalfs. Because your prayer is what could help the next person you're praying for get what they need. God, we pray right now over every single person in these altars, Father, that chains will be broken, Father God. The lies of the enemy are cast out. Right now, Father God, we declare the word of the Lord over this house that there was plan, there was purpose. God, we declare right now blessing and favor over each one of these people in these altars, Father. God, you see what they're struggling with. God, you see exactly what is going on in their lives. So we declare the word of the Lord that their bodies, their minds, their souls, their spirits would line up with your word. Father God, we declare right now that a new season would begin. Father God, for you will make a way. You will make a river in the desert. Father God, we declare right now that as you progress in this moment, Father, that you would help us not to neglect what is doing right now, but Father God, help us to move forward and never forget this. Jesus. Father, we love your name. Turn it up just a little bit more. We sing a song, uh, that lifeline. We've been singing this song for, I don't know, a little bit over a year. And it's just become a real anthem for the whole church. It's become an anthem for the lost. It's become an anthem for the saved. It's become an anthem for people who have been saved two days or 20 years. And uh, I don't know if you guys do it here, but... I just feel like we should. You're more real than the ground I'm standing on. You're more real than the wind in my
is real simple. Let me teach it to you real quick. This is the story of the prodigal son, but this is everybody's story in this room, man. It's yours, it's mine, it's the person in the hallway, it's the person down the road, man. And we spent all we had, and we were laying with the pigs, and we decided maybe he'll take me back and let me be a servant. But just like the prodigal son, we found out that he was waiting on me to come home, man. He was waiting to put his robe on me. He was waiting to put his ring on my finger. And he was waiting to put shoes on my feet. When every hand lifted all over the room tonight. You came running down my prodigal road. You came running with a ring and a robe. Grace the on the way back home 
You know who God is. He's the Prince of Peace. You feel that peace in this room? That's why you don't want to leave. You know why? Because the Prince of Peace is here. But I want to tell you this. As you leave, you take that with you. You take that with you. And there's a world out there, your neighbors, your grandchildren, your friends, the people you hang out with, they need that peace. They need that moment. And you know where to find it. It's in the house of God. It is in the house of God you find the peace of God. It's in the presence of God. Everybody across this room, I want you to raise up your hands to God. Come on in a heart of surrender. God, we give it all to you. All our baggage, all our mess. God, and you trade. God, there are rags for riches. God, you trade our weakness and you provide strength. God, you trade our ashes and bring beauty. And God, all over this room, from front to back, side to side, God, let your glory fall. God, as we lift you up in this place, we're not going back. We're going all in. We're not the tail. We're the head. I speak blessing over each house, over each family. We will go with God. You will be before us, and we will listen to your voice, your voice, the voice of truth, the voice of hope, the voice of life. God, speak life into every dead situation. God, let your power be on this church, on Pastor Chad, over this staff and over this house. This house is God's house. And let the peace of God that passes all understanding guard your heart in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, let's seal it with an amen. How about that? Amen. You know what amen means? That means let it be done. Let it happen. Let's give Jesus praise in this house. Come on. Come on. Hey, can we let Pastor Ryan know how thankful we are for the word that he brought tonight? Hey, can we just give it up for Jesus? I mean, this is remarkable. What has, Come on. Don't patty cake. It's Jesus. Get a little excited now. There we go. Now y'all some church folk. We're on a Wednesday night. We can get a little radical. Hey, listen, just you're dismissed. Be blessed. You're still in the altar. Stay in the altar till you're good to go, but you're dismissed. Have a blessed week. We'll see you Sunday. God bless you. We love you. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Bethesda Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our website, BethesdaChurch.tv. Thank you for joining us and have a great day.